Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 87 of How Do You Write? I'm so glad you're here. I'm Rachel Heron, and um, I'm very excited about this show. Today, I have with me Adrienne Bell, who has been on the show before, uh, but this time she's talking about her incredible plotting method, which you are going to love. So stay tuned for that. A little bit of catch up. I'm home. I'm home, 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 and I want to stay here forever. Um... I just got back from Chicago the last weekend, so I've been home for a couple days, and after traveling for like six of the last eight weeks or something like that, uh, I just cannot wait to sink into being home and being here. Uh, That said, I was at the Selmore Book Show Summit, which was fantastic. It was in Chicago, and I really got a lot out of it. I got to meet my awesome co-host, Jay Thorne, um, while I was there. We've actually never met in person. We host the Pedal to the Metal. And um, Zach Bohannon and a bunch of other people that I've only ever, you know, known online. Chris Fox and Monica Leonel and Lindsay Broker. Um, it was a fantastic time. I would highly recommend the conference next year if they do it, which I think they are going to do it. Um, it was small, intimate, and it was really, really about the uh, the industry. I thought it was very, very well run. Highly recommended. Um, that said, boy, am I glad to be home. Have I mentioned that? I'm such a homebody. I also learned from this conference that I am more of an introvert than I even thought. I always thought I was really an ambivert. Turns out that that extrovert side of me, um, perhaps I've always managed by drinking. Like it's always been helped by drinking. So not drinking. I uh, I got real shy and I got real overwhelmed pretty easily. And I understand that's a learning curve. I'm just learning how to live this life um, completely sober. So that will take some time. But I, I kept finding myself fleeing, like just running out of places, you know, just completely overwhelmed. Uh, luckily, the hotel had a really deep bathtub and I went to Bed Bath & Beyond on my first day there and bought one of those deep bath water extender things. It's the cover that you put over that that drain that's up high on the wall of the bath. Um, if you didn't know you could get one of those, it's like $7 at bath, Bed Bath & Beyond. It's wonderful. So basically that means you can fill the tub to the very top. So um, I would get overwhelmed. I would go take a bath. And then I'd be ready to start all over again. Um, yes, so I'm an introvert. Eek. And now I'm at home and I finished the revision of my thriller uh, while I was gone. And that's fantastic. It's off my desk again to my agent. Hoping this is the time that we are going to take it out wide. So uh, that'll be wonderful because I can't stand to look at it anymore. You've heard this before. Um, I am starting work on the third Ballad Brothers romance. That's what's on my plate next. I need to do a bunch of plotting and then some actual first drafting. And it has been a long time since I did that fiction wise. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to that next week. Actually digging down into first drafting, which is not what I usually say. So I will keep you posted on that, how that feels. And um, oh, something that I should mention 
Oh, maybe I mentioned it last week. I don't remember. But I did start a Slack channel for Onward Writers, uh, which has been great. We're just posting our goals in there. Um, I'll go in and post, I want to do X, and then I'll post whether I did or not. Um, we have a bunch of people who are challenging themselves to write a thousand or more words a day. So if you'd like to join, um, the easiest way for you to do that is to join my Facebook group. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but the Facebook Onward Writers group, and then the link is in there. And basically that link is complex and I couldn't really give it to you over the air. You know what? Hang on. I have technology that can handle this for me. Stand by. I'm back. That took like 30 seconds to set up. If you would like to join my Slack channel and participate in there, go to rachelherron.com slash Slack. Make sure you spell my name right. R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Uh, rachelherron.com slash Slack. It's pretty fun. Uh, quickly, I would like to thank a couple of new patrons before we jump into the interview. And they are, thank you very much to Angie Green. It was lovely meeting you at the Selmore Books show summit which is hard to say and claire chandler thank you guys very 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 much it means the world i write these essays for you literally for you patreon subscribers you can go to patreon.com slash rachel if you'd like to check that out and now i'm gonna stop talking 400 million miles a second i've had a bunch of coffee at you and jump into the interview with adrian i know you're gonna love it please uh, get some writing done yourself, come into the Slack channel and tell us what your goal is. Tell us how it's going. I even have a whole whining channel in there. If you just want to come in and whine, more than welcome to do it. So enjoy happy writing and we'll talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome back my friend Adrian Bell. Hello, Adrian. Hey, Rachel. Oh, what a what a joy to talk to you. It's so good. It's always so good to see your face. Listeners, I'm happy to be here. Adrian has been on the show before. You should look up her earlier episode. In that episode, um, we talked about how she writes, the how do you write of how do you write. Uh, but excitingly, Adrian has a new book, and I really want to talk about that on this show. So let me give you a little bio for those of you who may have missed her in the past. Um, Adrian Bell is the author of over a dozen action-packed romances, including the best-selling contemporary Second Service series and the new Exiles of the Realm paranormal series. She loves nothing more than writing quirky heroines with a knack for finding trouble and the hard-headed heroes who help them fight their way out of it. Passionate about storytelling, she also runs Plot MD. Adrienne lives with her husband and sons on the far edge of the San Francisco Bay Area where she spends her downtime reading, binge-watching nerdy television, I know that's true, and scrolling through Disneyland fan websites. <laughs> I have binge-watched some uh, nerdy television at your house. Yes, yes, you have. I have, I have photographic evidence. <laughs> you, you made me watch Supernatural, which I appreciate, but I'm never going to be like you. <laughs> so, but what is really exciting is you just released a book that is phenomenal. And I was an early reader of this. And thank God I was because I'm constantly trying to finish the book I'm working on. And it really, really, really helped me. And that's why I wanted you on the show because um, listeners, Adrienne is spooky. 
She is spooky when it comes to plot. She is the person that all of our friends, like in the Bay Area, I know she looks like she's she's humble right now, but she deserves all of this praise. She's the person when people have a plot problem, they go to Adrienne. They can say, I've seen it happen. They'll say seven sentences to her and Adrienne will say, well, the problem is, is the hero's not being heroic and the way you could have that, you know, you could change this. And then if you try to put this at the midpoint, then that's all going to fall into place. And suddenly you have a book and I've seen it over and over. She's done it for me. She's done it for friends. It is a superpower. It is one of your, I think it's my favorite superpower in you. Your family has probably has other ideas, but, um, you're insane at this. So what I wanted to know was, when did you even first start to notice plot structure and think about it? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you. That was one <laughs> heck of an introduction. I blow no smoke. You are my hero. I, I, I'm <laughs> blushing so hard it hurts. Um, so thank you. You know, I really found story structure, it's it's so dorky. And I was a teenager and um, my family, we watched a lot of PBS. We watched a lot of Nova. We watched a lot of Nature. And then I can vividly remember um, when the TV was turned on for the first time and it was um, it was Joseph Campbell and Bill Moyers. Mm. It was the power of myth. Mm-hmm. And I sat there every day that that week that it was on. And I just, I watched that like crazy. It held my attention. All my other friends were watching Beverly Hills 90210. I, I watched The Power of Myth and uh, like part of it with my mom and I was so bored. Never oh, been no. more bored. I I had the absolute opposite response. I was I was wrapped. I could not be pulled away from it. Um, suddenly a lot of things that had sort of tickled in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's a name for that. I understand that now. I got exactly what he was saying. And it just light bulbs went off in my head. Um, and so that's that's really when I found it. And then it it sort of grew from there. But that was my first taste of it. And I remember it vividly like that's, it was yesterday. That's hilarious because I literally and you know this because you were around for this. Um, but when I wrote my second book, it was rejected by my editor because it had no plot. And I realized then that with a master's degree, 10 years of writing, yeah. A published book, a three book deal, and a second book done. I had never even heard of story structure. Literally. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. I had never noticed it in movies. I just, I didn't know. Yeah. But you actually, like, you had this calling even from then. <laughs> it really was. I, it, it's, it is funny because it is, it is sort of my grand passion and I love it. I love writing books, but I capital L love story structure. I can talk about it for days and days. I can sit down with somebody for hours and just talk about their book and, uh, you know, books in general or movies or how things interact with each other, parts of it. It really is my great love. Oh, that is, that is amazing (laughs) for me. Somehow the image of like diagramming sentences just came up. I, I used to diagram sentences for fun. This this is not my superpower. This is not my house. <laughs> I used to. I, uh, I loved it. I'd rather pull my teeth out than <laughs> my own hands. I would rather pull them out. But but if we can if we can talk about like how to put together that story. You betcha. But so then, how did you? What did you do to learn about story structure, or did you just kind of absorb the Joseph Campbell stuff and then go on to observe? Well. 
it was a little bit of both. Um, I never formally studied it. Um, it's not what I went to, to school for. I actually uh, was a drama major, strangely enough. Which is kind of, um, I mean, that's related though, right? You're still talking about not, story. Exactly. It's another form of, uh, of storytelling. And I that has definitely informed um, my character studies. And mm. in Potem D, when we talk about character arcs, there's a lot that, definitely influenced that. But um, yeah, so I, I read, um, you know, Joseph Campbell is just one piece. I think we get too hung up on the um, hero's journey. I think it's a great starting point for people to learn about story structure. Um, but I think if you stop there, you're really missing out on some other things, some really other wonderful things. Um, also, a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, reading, looking at different media, you know, watching movies, watching television episodes. What's the difference between, you know, how you tell a story in a two and a half hour movie versus a novel versus a comic book versus a 44 minute television episode? Those were the things that really sparked my interest. So I paid a lot of attention to those. So I have had this thing happen to me and I, I've heard other people talk about it too, that the, that when they learned about story structure and what it was, <laughs> kind of uh, movies were a little bit ruined for them. Yes. <laughs> like I'm, I'm constantly like, oh, there's the context shifting midpoint right there. I see it. Um, and that means this is going to... They tell me to shut up. <laughs> like going into a movie, they're like, you're not going to say a word. Like we're going to go see the new Avengers movie tomorrow. And I already have some opinions about just... <laughs> Just from seeing trailers and hearing, you know, what the Russo brothers have said in interviews. And I'm like, I have some theories. And everyone in the house is like, I don't want to hear them. Don't want to so hear them. So that's my question. Because I'm irritated with my own brain when I start picking movies apart for structure now. Because I just want to enjoy it. But is that something that is enjoyable to you? To sit there and deconstruct the structure while you're there? Sometimes I, I really know a story is fabulous when I don't automatically go there. I love, I love that so much. And there are some movies, there are some novels, there are some stories that just my brain, they can click off my brain better. But um, I've gotten, at first I was terrible at it and I would sit there and pick it apart. But more and more these days I can, I can turn it off a little bit better each time. But it does make it fun when it's a bad movie. That's true. That's true. You can sit there and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. So what is, what is, what's your favorite part about plotting your own books? Well, it's funny because, you know, when people say plotting, they think of like, you need, you know, everything ahead of time because, um, it's, you know, are you a plotter? Are you a pantser? And yeah. And you were clear on that in your book. Yeah. You don't, there's a, there's a lot of process involved in it. And I think people get stuck on that. It just has to do with how you process information. So there's no right way to put together the plot of your book if you do it ahead of time, if you do it while you're doing it, if you do it uh, afterwards. You know, there's there's this whole spectrum that we we fall in on storytellers as storytellers. So don't worry about it. Me personally, I'm sort of in the middle. I depending on the story, um, I'll usually know the beginning. Um, I write genre fiction, so you know. I, I know that it's going to be, it'll end well, <laughs> but I sort of figure it out as I go. 
um, and I think the more that you know um, the components of story structure, what they do, what their impact is on um, audiences, the more that you can play with that while you're writing and feel comfortable in the moment. That's what I appreciated about your book the most, I think, is that you really go into the why. Yeah, I, it's it's one thing that I never, I didn't see very much. I never in, see that either. In plotting books. You know, they tell you, write a good book. Here are the steps of this journey. This is what, um, these are the, the moments that you have to hit. And that's great. Have conflict. But they don't, you know, it, I didn't see a lot of, well, what does conflict do in a story? You know, what, how do you put it on a page? Um how do you make that then move the story forward? Mm -hmm. How do you gauge if it's being effective or not? Um, and it's, it, we hear that a lot, especially when people do workshops or uh, talk in conventions. You hear it a lot. People say, well, you know what? The one thing that matters in this business more than anything is just write a great book, <laughs> which is great, but <laughs> how do you do that what is that what does a great book look like what does you know how do you know if you wrote one how do you you know how do you know how it's going to be received and that's sort of the question that I wanted to answer was you know looking around seeing that frustration and then take it to the next step okay now we know that we we can't write what's a good book so how do we write what's a compelling book Mm, I love yeah. that question. Can you, I know this is a big ask, but can you tell us a little bit about your structure? Because it is uh, the, your system. I'll call it your system. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the way that it answers that question then of, of how do you write compelling because good is so difficult to define um, and it's going to be different for every single person. Um, so what are the, it, it goes into what are the things that you find, the major components you find in compelling books and they are that they consistently set and then meet reader expectations mm -hmm. that they put forward a set of relatable dilemmas that the characters then have to face. And then they set a, based on, of, off of those dilemmas, they, set up a constant flow of action and consequence that are tied together. So one action is a decision which leads to a consequence. That consequence then makes the characters have to make another decision which leads to another consequence, which leads to them having to make another decision which leads to a consequence. And having those then file down through the acts leading up to major dilemmas which are major philosophical questions the characters don't want to face that you come up with through creating these character arcs. Um, and then that makes the story personal and resonant to any individual reader, um, regardless of what world this story takes place in or what the, the, you know, what the back cover copy is, mm -hmm. you know, or what the setting is, what the time frame is. Um, these are the things that pull readers through your story instead of trying to push them along from behind. And I love that you include, because I think it's, it's absolutely necessary and it's not in all the advice, the, the idea that character arc is an inherent part of 
story structure? Well, yeah, it, it's they're they're tied together. People are making these decisions, and we don't we don't come in one size fits all. You can't category. have a plot and then stake anyone yeah. in. No, you can't. It you wouldn't can't. work. I mean, I guess it, yeah. you, it would, but you would have different stories. Right, and I think that's right. the difference sort of between plot and story is that plot's what happens. Yeah. And that, you know, but story is the whole, you know, plot is a major ingredient in story, but the story's the whole cake, you know. The plot may be the flour in the cake and the characters are the eggs and I'm apparently hungry and making up food <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> but, you know, at the end, it's a story. You know, the whole thing together is a story. You drop different people in here and those people are going to have different character traits. And it doesn't mean that they're good. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean, you know, that you need to give them a flaw. It just has, it comes down to are their character, the character traits they start the story with, are they effective in their world or are they ineffective? In a good story, those are going to be ineffective character traits for the situation they now find themselves in. That blew they, my mind in your book, honestly. They were probably effective before mm -hmm. um, because this person has gotten this far. Now they're facing a situation where their character traits are ineffective. And now we're watching them go to this other end of their arc where now they're going to take on more effective traits. And that's what readers are looking for because they need to, they want to know that about their own lives. We're mm -hmm. looking at that saying, I'm reading this book. This person is changing and adapting. That means I can change and adapt. Mm. That's an incredibly satisfying reading experience. And it doesn't matter, you know, which genre you put that into. Mm -hmm. That is what we want to see and exactly. to read. So you are a kind of person who to whom plot drops into your brain cavity. And I, and now I'm, I'm talking plot. I'm talking yeah. about just ideas. Have you yeah. always been that person? Yes. Oh, it's so annoying. You're so annoying. I oh, love no. you, but. No, Rachel, it used to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh my gosh, it used to get me in trouble. I was the girl who would sit in class. And when I got bored, I would just go away in my mind and think up a story. And then all of a sudden the teacher's like, you know, Adrian, do you know the answer? And I'm like, uh, nope. Cause I was just in an Irish castle fighting leprechauns, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it got me in a lot of trouble. I just turn off the world and, and go into it. So I always have been able to do it, always have been, but it, it's been as much of a curse. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Plot MD and what the website is. Oh, so um, on top of the book, there's also a website that goes with it. And there's um, uh, a couple ways that you can get a hold of me. So I'm not just uh, writing these days. I'm also doing some story structure um, consulting. So uh, if you read the book and you use uh, the tools that are inside of it, there are two tools, a character arc worksheet and a stacked funnel tool. The stacked uh, funnel tool, the stacked funnel tool, you guys. Get the book for the stacked funnel tool. Just got to say. I know I'm pimping you hard, but it's nope. not because I love you. It is because this book is worth it. And I love you. But that's that's secondary. It's so so you can go there and um, if if you need help with it, I'm I'm also doing a business now where you can you can come to me for some help. Um, and I also have a subscription newsletter via Patreon 
where every week um, I come out with a different newsletter on um, uh, two times a month. It's about a story structure concept and two times a month. It's about um, taking apart a literature based movie. So like Pride and Prejudice or any of that. And then I break it down through the stacked funnel tool and show you why certain areas worked, why certain areas didn't work. Um, I did not even know this. Where is your Patreon? Because uh, I must immediately subscribe. <laughs> it's at Patreon um, and at PlotMD. PlotMD, okay. Yeah, PlotMD. And um, so you can, if you're just interested in the concepts, you can just get the concepts, um, subscribe to that one. And it's about a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, per so month. Per month. And then if you just want the movies, you can just get the movies. And then if you want both, you can get both. And um, if you get both, you can also uh, suggest movies for Ooh. me. <laughs> You can tell me which ones. So you can be really mean and like make me do, you know, no country for old men. And I'll be sitting there going, ah, crap. Watch it. <laughs> not going to like it. What I love about this is that you're, that you are putting yourself out there to help other people do the things that you've always done for your friends for free, <laughs> which I have been a great, grateful recipient of. But the fact is, is that when I run into people with problems, yeah. We send them to you. And this is my question for you. Have you ever been stumped by someone? I haven't been stumped by anyone's plot. I've been, I've found it sometimes that people don't get the answer that they want. Ah. And knowing that you do coaching as well. Have, have you found that too? Sometimes. Yes you they don't get the answer that they want so they sort of talk around and they tune you out yeah you're not exactly. going to be able to talk to them or with them because they're not exactly. listening anymore when you don't give the right answer exactly yeah. there's an they go in looking for a certain answer and when it's not they don't hear the words that they want to hear um then they 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 sort of shut down but that's 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 sort of what I found. But no, so far, no, there are stories that I don't, I won't work with. Um, I won't work with uh, short stories mm. because this is not my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, experimental, uh, hyper-realistic uh, literature. Mm -hmm. It's really, uh, it's not going to fall into what my system does. Mm -hmm. My system is really set up for mainstream commercial fiction because that's where my heart is. Um, and it's where I think the vast majority of good can be done. That is awesome. That is so freaking awesome. I am excited for this. I'm excited for listeners to get the book. Um, tell us what you are up to now. What's, what's next on your plate? Are you in the middle of another novel? I am. Okay. I have to tell you the truth here and say that writing a nonfiction book was about the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Because, word sister word <laughs> because I have never put into words what goes on in my head over this so you know kudos to the nonfiction writers oh my gosh thousand times I will never complain about writing fiction again <laughs> ever um so yeah, right now I'm thankfully back to writing fiction and I'm writing um uh, the third book in the Exiles of the Realm series right now. I'm working on a brand new series, which I'm not talking about right now. But and I'm getting ready to go to the RT Book Lovers Fair in Reno in May. Fantastic. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And where can people find you out in the world? Uh, you can find me at plotmd.com or, or adrianbell.net. Like I said, if you want to meet the physical, actual me, which I'm not sure if I recommend it. But I, I highly recommend it. You, you, smell, good. you smell good and you're pretty. Aww. <laughs> Um, but if you run into me at like an official book place, I will have goodies to give you. Um, I'll be at the RT book fair in May. Um, I'm going to be at the octopus literary salon in June. In June. Yes. So if you're in Oakland, California, or in the Bay area, please come here. Adrian, speak at that. That's going to be awesome. And you're at patreon.com slash plot MD, which seriously, you didn't even tell me about this. Oh my God. (laughs) That was a really good little guilty look there. I am terrible at marketing. You really are. That's, that's why you have friends. But you know what? You're freaking say, brilliant as, at, plot, at structure. Exactly. As much as I love story structure is as, as bad as I am at marketing. It's terrible. It has been a joy to speak to you as always, my friend. I love talking to you anytime. Okay. Keep me posted and we'll talk very soon. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.